You're listening to Tim Talks, Taking Interest in Ministry, a conversation between two great friends with over 70 years of ministry between them. Ministering on opposite sides of the border, Dr. Al Stone is the General Director of Bearing Precious Seed Canada and Pastor Emeritus of the Bible Baptist Church in St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada, while Pastor Dan Wolven pastors the North Columbus Baptist Church in Columbus, Ohio. Listen now as Al and Dan review and relate their experiences in hopes of helping others who are taking an interest in ministry. Now, here is Tim Talks. Welcome, welcome to Tim Talks. I miss Isla. Isn't she sweet? Oh, <laughs> man. And she loves me more than you. Yes, she does. <laughs> On Tim Talks. On Tim On Talks. Tim Talks. Yeah. Off of Tim Talks, she can't stand you. <laughs> Join the I've crowd. Re- I've repeatedly had to judge her when she says, I don't like Mr. Wolvan. <laughs> Pastor Wolvan. <laughs> now, Isla. <laughs> Let me exhort you to love him more. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh man, Harrison was so sad. He he came in later and he goes, "Yes, I, I want to be on Tim Talks. I want to be on Tim Talks." I said, "Oh, oh buddy, you great. missed it. Pastor Woolen's got. I want to be on Tim Talks." I said, well, "We'll we'll have you again sometime." So, oh man, wouldn't it be cool if we could get all of our grandkids together at one time and do a Tim Talks? Oh man, it'd be insane. It'd be awesome. It would be awesome. <laughs> There'd man. be crying and bawling and people upset and needing well, a nap know. and everything. Yeah. Uh, well, if we, if no, we do I was talking thing. about you and me. Oh, you yeah. Me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. I agree with that. <laughs> Get these kids out of here. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. Well, listen, uh, great podcast on Monday. Good job. I liked it. Yes. I th- you handled yourself very well, as you often when do. When we get ready to rip people's face off, it, it's yeah. a little bit fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Today, we'll exhort them. We won't yes. necessarily judge them. We'll exhort them. Yeah, that's right. How would, how would you define exhortation or exhorting? I, I like comparing the words, okay? As, okay? as Timothy was commanded, preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season, and then these three activities that a preacher should be doing: reprove, rebuke, Buke. and exhort with mm. all long suffering and doctrine. Mm. So you know, uh, reproving is saying, "Hey, hey, don't do that. Stop. You're not yelling at somebody. You're not. You're not screaming at them." Uh, when, when Nick was learning to sit in church, he uh, was sitting between Denise and I, and he was pulling the elastic out of his socks. And so Denise just, she just put her hand on his leg and said, don't do that. Just, that's all she did. He yeah. looked up at her, jutted his jaw, and, and made a fist and put it right in her face. You know, like, you shut up. You know, I mean, that was one of those things. You're going out right now. You know, so she didn't rebuke him. When you rebuke someone, you're harsh. You know, you rebuke the devil. You don't just go to the devil. Oh, uh, you know, you shouldn't probably do that. You know, it's, mm. uh, you know, I adjure thee by the most high God. You know, I mean, you are, it is strong. It is stern. It is often very vocal. But yeah. to exhort would be like to rally, to cheer someone on. Uh, you're trying to lift them up. You're trying to uh, verbally, come on, you can do it. Let's go. Keep it up. Um, you know, a trainer with somebody who's lifting weights, 
I mean, they're, they're exhorting them. Come on, one more, one more, one more. Come on, lift up. All right, you got that one. All right, now one more, one more. It, I mean, that's what they're doing, mm-hmm. and that's really a great picture of what we ought to be doing with doctrine. Doctrine doesn't need to be putting people to sleep. Uh, we ought to exhort one another with doctrine. Look what that does. Man, isn't this exciting to serve God? It, this is a this is an opportunity to, to go on a, an adventure to walk by faith, you know. I need to take just a moment not to exhort but to judge because I have to wonder where did Nick learn to do that to his mother? What example in his life would have led him to take his fist and hold it up to his mother? I I don't know where he well, would have got that. See, we I used to have this assistant who worked for me. And so, you know, it took a while to uh, try to say now we don't do everything adults do, son. So, you know, try to try to watch yourself, and you know, you try to be, you try to be the adult at three. You know that maybe people at twenty five are not. So, because Mister Beaver sometimes loses his temper. <laughs> Poor Rita, she just. Lived in constant fear the whole time. And then I came along, and Nick had a great example to follow. And Oh, yes. In fact, so much so that he wanted to be born on the same day as me. Yeah, not him. That was Ben. Oh, Ben. That's right, Ben. That's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Nick's no good. That's right. I don't like Nick. I like exactly. Ben. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So she says... Um, the due date will be this, and my wife says, no, I'm sorry, that's not possible. That's right, nope. <laughs> Do you want, what? No, he can't be born on a date. Pick another day. Uh, 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 I just can't explain it, but no. I'm still mad. I'm still mad at Denise for that. <laughs> and he came a week early anyway, so that, That's right. That's right, the Lord knew. <laughs> yeah, exhortation to me is, is as much an act of love as judgment is if you judge properly it's because you love people i'm telling you about hell and the seriousness of it because i love you and i want you to know the truth and exhortation is a love that says you're doing good but you can do better i want you to go to that next level and i think as a parent we exhort our kids all the time we judge our kids too but i think we exhort, and if you have children and you do judge your children, you should find exhortation to follow that. Um, if all you do is judge, you're gonna you're gonna cripple them. But that exhortation, when they do wrong, you note it. When they do right, you note that. And I think in our Christian lives, I don't know that we take enough time sometimes to exhort the brethren when they do the right things. And as a pastor, and we're going to talk a little more about the pastoral role on Friday, but as a pastor, I found it very needful to periodically just pick out people and say, hey, you're doing good. You're doing a good job. I know you're struggling. I know you're having a hard time, but you're doing good. Keep up that good work. So that's, to me, that is exhortation. And, you know, in Acts, uh, you know, two, like I'll give you Acts 240. Um, says, and with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, save yourselves from this untoward generation so in the beginning of the church age and you know the growth of the church there was need for people to leave that old life and come into that new life and they needed to know you're doing the right things and so i see that as an exhortation and as an encouragement it just these 
just a few verses, just not even the whole verses, but in Titus, um, holding fast the faithful word as he hath been taught, that he may be able by sound doctrine both to exhort and to convince the gainsayers. Young men likewise exhort to be sober-minded, exhort servants to be obedient unto their own masters, and to please them well in all things, not answer again. These things speak and exhort and rebuke with all authority. Let no man despise thy youth. So there's there's that, that opportunity of it isn't all negative. To me, the exhortation are positive things. It's not just maybe patting somebody on the back, but it's... Uh, Look at this opportunity. Look at this blessing. God can answer prayer. You can get a reward in heaven. You can be found faithful in, in the Lord's sight. God can say, well done, the good mm-hmm. and faithful. We're, we're, we're promoting, we are uh, explaining and encouraging the uh, positive aspect of Bible doctrine. So we're, we are exhorting, uh, you know, so, you know, to come alongside is to sucker or to uh, you know edify to build up you know we we are we are come alongside to comfort but uh, you know exhorting is is more of a verbal look here's what a goal would be look at this great benefit so stay on track do you think there's an age to when people should begin to judge and exhort in that passage you just read, obviously there is a tone of older men exhorting younger men. Can younger men exhort older men and judge older men and women? Yeah, because Timothy was a young man. And so Paul was saying, you don't have to wait till you're older because you have the authority of Scripture behind you. Keep that authority. Make sure it's God's authority, not yours. But you have that authority because we don't get it here that much as much as in in this kind of a situation that Jewish culture was you have great esteem for those that are older. I'm gray-headed. I would be very highly esteemed in the Jewish culture because I hadn't died yet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's really, yeah. yeah. Good job, yeah. man. You're still alive. Look at yeah. that gray hair. You know, so... Uh, and so because of the gray hair, there was supposed to be just a great respect. And so whenever a young guy that maybe doesn't even have much of a beard is talking to this gray-haired beard that's, you know, halfway down his chest, uh, mm-hmm. uh, who are you to tell me, no, I, I'm letting you know it's God. And, and the Apostle Paul saying, go for it, man. You have to mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. God has placed you in that situation. You are God's uh, mouthpiece. So, you know, in that situation, of course, other other situations where young men should be, you know, respectful, they should look upon mm-hmm. the women as as sisters and mm-hmm. those kind of things, you know. Yeah. And and I think you, you, you got to have a right heart attitude. I think that's that's a big part of this whole thing is that you you, you got to really be prayed up. You got to know the scriptures. You got to make sure sure you yourself are right. And then, and then you're going to help that person. You want to encourage them. You want to, you want to make sure they're right with the Lord as well. And for a younger man to go to an older man, you you better really think that thing through. And you you better you better be right. And I and I don't discourage young men from saying something to an older man because old men make bad decisions sometimes. 
and and older men sometimes get sloppy and sometimes you need to be reminded hey this is this is still the scriptures this is still the way god wants it done so i i would say that and then as an older man i i think we have to be careful that we don't become too judgmental or too desirous to exhort sometimes we we want to we want to tell young guys everything and we want to tell them everything they're doing wrong and how we did it right and how they need to do it like we did it and i think that there's error in that as well i think there's problem in that but both of those things are wrong because it's mm-hmm. based on the word of god i mean that's the whole point mm-hmm. we judge by the word of god we exhort with the word of god it's not here's my opinion and mm-hmm. that's the whole difference is it's not just an opinion-based idea. It isn't just, you know, so if you're going to exhort someone, you know, uh, it, scripturally, mm-hmm. then that means you're not just going to say, hey, you did a great job at work today. Now, that is a good thing to do. You know, sure. a good word maketh the heart glad. You know, certainly mm-hmm. there's, there is some good in doing that. But that's not exhorting somebody. That not real exhortation, just saying, hey, nice job. Uh, you could tell somebody, boy, that was a good song today. Thank you. That's still not exhorting somebody. Mm-hmm. But whenever you're able to say, boy, you know, as you were singing today, you encourage me in my walk for the Lord. And I do realize that God is great. You know, as you're singing how great thou art. I, I was just thinking about Psalms and how, you know, the heavens declare the glory of God. And thank you for that. Now, now you are both I- encouraging one another in the scriptures. They, mm-hmm. are, they are built up. It isn't just a compliment. It is we've got to use the scriptures to keep our hopes up. To, and, of course, not hope as in uh, what the world thinks now. Hope was is always, scripturally, it's always a confidence in what God has said. So when it's built around the Bible, it's going to be exhortation. It's going to be the proper judgment. If we start leaving the Bible closed and it's just our opinion, hey, dude, you really slammed that guy really good. <laughs> awesome insult. That's not exhorting. Right. Do you do you find in most Christians that they do exhort and judge scripturally or no? Well, I don't know. I, I think it would it really, again, I don't want to sound like a broken record and be so redundant, but it really does go to that person's love for the Word of God. I mean, it really mm-hmm. does. Mm-hmm. And so whenever somebody loves the Bible and tries to live the Bible and is constantly trying to learn the Bible, uh, they're going to usually do the right things in the right way. They really mm-hmm. are. If somebody has left their Bible closed a lot, they may have been in church for 50 years, but if they've sort of left their Bible closed a lot, you know, they're usually the gruff ones, whether it's men or women, you know, mm-hmm. hey, you need to stop that. Hey, cut that out. You know, hey, who do you think you are? they're the ones that are that are not using the word because they're not really ingesting it like they should it isn't flowing right. out of them right i think i think a great example for us is the lord when the devil tried to tempt him what did he do he quoted scripture exactly right exactly and and if you go to somebody with the scripture they can't they can't dispute the scripture the scripture says it you go to somebody who says brother i love you but the scripture says and you show them that scripture 
they might get upset, but they've got to get upset with the scriptures. They've got to get upset That's with right. the Lord, right? Yes. And I think most Christians, in my experience, is that they don't, as you said, they, they're not in the scripture. They don't know the scriptures. They go by feeling or experience. Yes. I'm sick of this. I'm yeah. not putting up with this anymore, you know. Oh, right, my goodness. Right. So, yes. I mean, even just to understand that scurvy goodness and mercy follows me all the day. Scurvy. <laughs> Good old scurvy. <laughs> I'm calling Denise right now. <laughs> I'm not saying a word about my wife. Now, one word ever again. <laughs> Go ahead. She won't listen. <laughs> People just text it to her and and uh, yeah. Instagram it to her and Facebook That's it to right. her. That's right. That's uh, right. And I'll be judging every one of those from the scriptures. <laughs> <laughs> won't necessarily won't necessarily be righteous judgment though. That's right. That's right. You can't repeat the scriptures. There you go. So let me leave you with this one. Okay. We don't think about it much. Right. So how often do we exhort our spouses? I mean that's oh. that is a that is a good thought to be left with of yeah. uh it's one thing to say oh you look nice oh thank you uh-huh. for supper but you know to how often do we really talk about the scriptures and we really should yeah. you know when yeah. the bible says you know a woman should be silent in church and if she mm-hmm. wants to learn something let her ask her husband at home right and and i think in many homes unfortunately the woman knows more of the Bible than the man does. Yeah, yeah. And so there's no reason to ask him because he's never reading it, never learning it. And so, you know, that's a that's an important aspect of, of Scripture in, in our relations. That, that's what makes yeah. our relation right, yeah. is the Word of God. Our relation I, to God and His Word. I exhort Ruthie many, many times. I'll say, honey, remember that really good meal you cooked a few weeks ago? Could I encourage you to cook something again and let me be able to tell you how wonderful it was? Kind of things like that. She loves that. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) She'll never hear this podcast ever. (laughs) And you women that text her, don't even think about it. (laughs) Well, myself, I am so humble I cannot talk about the ways in which I exhort my wife. So, because you never do. I, I'm I'm too humble. I, I do yes. not want to lose my reward in heaven. <laughs> you don't want to get yourself in trouble on Tim Talks. That's what you don't want. <laughs> you Wait, coward. Was that, was that lightning out there? That's a light, that's a tornado. <laughs> oh man. Well, there you go. So. Uh, that answers yet another question here on Tim Talks, and we've got one more. And uh, Jerry is going to ask uh, the third question on Friday, and that question deals with the pastor's responsibility in these things. So we'll take a look at that on Friday. And since you're a awesome. pastor, and I did pastor, and I spent time with pastors, I think we might have a little little something to add. Awesome. When I, when I say little. Um, <laughs> Little as much when God is in it. When God is in it. That's right. That's right. (laughs) This is Al Stone. I am with my good friend, Brother Dan Wolven, who I love and appreciate. And I want to exhort you, Brother Wolven, keep up the good work here at Tim Talks. Thank you for the past week or so when you have had to edit and find out what it's like 
to really do the hard work of this podcast. Yeah, to find out. Yes. Yes. After 400 episodes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> After hey, doing God the bless first you. three and a half years. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's but right. I will tell you, it's a blessing. And, by the way, last Monday I messed up. I didn't have it ready and I didn't have it up. Yeah. I thought I had, and my yeah. dear friend exhorted mm-hmm. me by I sending did. me just a kind text. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't, mm-hmm. hey, you jerk, what's, what's no. your problem? No. It was just, that a, was the... hey, you jerk, get it on the, no. <laughs> no, no, I had a verbal. Very gracious, verbal, very helpful. Yeah, I had a verbal communique before I sent the text. And I judged in the verbal and I exhorted in the text. Yule, textual. So there you go. So no problem. I mean, I was up at 4 o'clock waiting for it to come on. And at 4.01, <laughs> I didn't see it come up, and I was quite concerned. <laughs> so you waited till 7.38. 7.30, because I wanted to wait for you to get up. <laughs> oh, man. I'm Al Stone, and I'm out of here. That's all I'm going to say. This is Dan Wolven in Columbus, Ohio. Please give us a rating, a review, and make sure that you subscribe. Thank you so much for your support. And make sure that your review isn't too judgy. More exhortational. (laughs) Don't be be more exhortational rather than judgmental. That's right. Thank you. We appreciate that. (laughs) This is Tim Talks. Have a great day, eh? Be back with you on Friday. You've been listening to Tim Talks, taking interest in ministry, with new podcasts added each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. To learn more about your hosts, Dr. Al Stone and Pastor Dan Wolven, you can visit us at timtalks.com. That's T-I-I-M talks.com.